Welcome to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. Now let's grow together. Welcome back. I hope you're doing well. I've been a little inconsistent lately, but I appreciate those of you who are loyal listeners for continuing to check back and reach out and let me know that you're still here. So thank you. I've had it on my heart to talk about something. And every time I try and put my thoughts and notes together to prepare to record, I just haven't been able to. I wanted to share what's on my heart, but I hesitate because I'm afraid I'll get upset or that it's going to open up a wound and I'll be sad and mope around and be depressed. But I decided that I'm going to go ahead and share. And I'm going to share because I thought there might be one of you listening to these words that needs to hear them too. So if this is you, I hope you let this episode be your permission slip to say, it's okay to feel pain. It's okay to remember someone that you've lost. And it's okay to wish that they were still here. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad in front of your kids. It's okay to not have it all together sometimes. It's all okay. On August 30th, 2021, I wrote in my gratitude journal, I'm grateful for voice memos. We celebrated my youngest birthday not too long ago, and we're sitting on our porch. And the night before her birthday, I said, do you know what mommy was doing um, this time four years ago? So I began to tell her that I was packing my bags, getting all those last minute items together, making sure that I had plans in place for my other girls, that they were all lined out and taken care of, taking a long bath so I could soak and kind of relax to try and calm my nerves before checking into the hospital for my scheduled C-section. So in all this hustle and bustle getting ready that night four years ago, I missed a phone call from my dad, but he left me a voicemail and it was a voicemail that I turned into a voice memo so that I could go back and listen to it anytime I wanted to hear his voice again. So I wanted to share that voice memo with you all today, just to kind of let you in on a little bit of my story and my life. Hey, honey, uh, dad, about 7.30, just checking in to make sure you're in your stall. Uh, I don't know if I'll get to talk to you in the morning before that baby gets here, but, uh, uh, you know what to do. Just, uh, Give me a shout out, but uh, I'm, I'm hopefully looking forward to it. So uh, uh, just give me a call to gambling again. But uh, I'm hopefully uh, looking forward to to uh, seeing seeing that grandbaby of mine. So uh, uh, anyway, just give me a shout later, or I'll talk to you in the morning, or somebody can't get out of it. I can't help but feel sadness on her birthday. And I know it's supposed to be a day that's filled with happiness and funny stories and memories about the day. And it is a happy day. I do have those stories and memories to share about a doctor telling my husband that he's had another girl. (laughs) But even though it's a happy day with many good memories, I still can't think about the days that followed her birthday. I can't help but think about what was already set in motion that I couldn't slow down. I can't forget the conversation that my dad had with my sister and I saying that he was going to wait until she was born. And then he would stop dialysis. And I knew that the nephrologist had said, when this happens, it could be weeks or it could be days. I associate her birth with his death because her birth set into motion this fast paced four weeks that consisted of balancing trying to be a mom to a newborn all over again 
getting used to being a family of six, trying to spend as much time with him as I could. I was in a fog, you know, it was just a constant state of worry and unknown and tired. I was so exhausted and my thoughts consumed me. I'm really grateful that I have my sister and my family who helped stay by his side around the clock while I was still recovering and adjusting. They were there when I couldn't be there. I remember feeling just so torn between wanting to be there by his side and also knowing that I needed to take care of my new baby. I'm really grateful for the days that I got to spend with him. I'm grateful that he did get to meet his granddaughter and feel the love of his family surrounding him. I'm grateful that we were able to pray over him and ask God to give him peace and comfort. I'm grateful for the gift of time that we were given. Grief is the strangest thing, and I don't know how to explain it, but you're really just frozen at times. You know, Everybody else seems to be going on about their day-to-day life, and sometimes you just sit there kind of motionless and numb. It's like there's two to three days of everybody, you know, really asking about it and being mindful about it. And then they go back to their routine after the funeral's over, after the dinners and the drop-offs and the visits, after all that's gone, everybody goes back to their life and it's still on your mind and you're still trying to process. I remember someone told me who had also lost her father that it's going to be hard for a while. And you think about them every single day. But there will come a day when it gets easier and you cry a little less. It gets better, she said. And it does get better, but it's still hard. The best analogy that I can describe was a quote that I read by Vicki Harrison. It says, grief is like the ocean. It comes in waves, ebbing and flowing. Sometimes the water is calm and sometimes it's overwhelming. And all we can do is learn how to swim. And that is the truth. Because some days you have a calm, easy day out on the water and others you feel like you're sinking. I know you've probably heard grow through what you go through and it is true. There is a lesson in all of this. Yes, you need to feel the pain and you need to process, but you also have to focus on the days and the collection of memories that you've been able to keep. I've learned that in doing this, you remember those lessons and those moments that made you who you are right now, that shaped you. We don't grow when things are easy. We grow when things are hard. I'm not saying I want to experience this all the time so that I can grow, but I can say I learned a lot throughout this process. And I've said this before that death is the best teacher. It has taught me so much over the years with my own personal experiences and those that I've witnessed close to me. It teaches you that life is fragile. You've got to slow down. It teaches you that no one can escape it. It is a part of life, but the biggest lesson that this has taught me has been to be present, to listen to stories that they tell, be mindful in the moment, use all your senses when you're with others, cement those thoughts to your memory. Death isn't something that anybody can prepare you for, not your doctor, not a parent or someone else who's been through it. Grief is something that we have to experience on our own because the details Those are personal to us. I was always one of those people that never knew what to say when I went to a funeral. And it wasn't until I stood on the other side of that, that I knew what it was like. And for those of you that are like me and you don't know what to say, I'm going to give you some advice. You don't have to say anything. Just your presence or the hug that you give matters. And even if there's tears in your eyes and you can't muster up anything to say, you don't have to say anything. You being there is enough. 
Let people know that you care. If you can't be there, send a card. Do something to acknowledge their existence because the fear for me of someone forgetting my loved one was real. You know, I was so worried that people were going to forget about my dad after he was gone, that nobody would remember the great things he had done, that the only thing people would remember was how sick he was and how he looked so defeated at the end. Those were the thoughts in my mind. I remember some of the very things that got me through those hard days were reflecting back on some of the stories that people have shared about my dad, some that I had never even heard. There were funny stories. There were serious stories. There were all kinds of stories that everybody comes to tell. And I think that that is such a testament to someone's life. And I loved hearing those. I make a conscious effort today to talk about my girls and to tell them about their papa and and their great grandparents and others who have gone before them because it's so important to me to keep their memory alive. When we talk about them, we help remember who they are and they feel like they are here with us today. You know, they've helped shape so much of the person that I am today. And it's important for my girls to see those qualities and to hear those stories and those traits that helped get passed on to them. My nephew had his birthday out at my grandparents' cabin not too long ago. And I hadn't been back there since my grandparents had passed away. So it had probably been maybe 10 years. And the second I pulled down that driveway, the memories of Sunday afternoon spent on the river came flooding back to me. I walked into the house and I could still smell the smells and picture my grandmother cooking in the kitchen. As we walked down to the dock, I relived hot summer days, sitting in the sun, boating and swimming on the river. My cousins and I would hold on to the dock and we would dive down to the bottom of the bank, and we would see who could bring the most mud up between their toes. So all those things just came flooding back to me. And it was just like a lightning bolt of memories just flashed through my mind all at once. And I remember grabbing the rails, going down to the steps to the dock, and just instantly feeling a rush of when I was a kid, I would push myself off and dangle my legs. And just all the things that I used to do just came right back. I was overcome with the good memories of my childhood that I had forgotten all about until I stepped my foot back into that place. And I'm sure you've been somewhere where you've done the same thing. As we were leaving to drive home on the old river road, there was a song that came on the radio by Ed Sheeran called Visiting Hours. I hadn't heard it before, but I'm listening to the words. And he says, I wish that heaven had visiting hours. And I would ask them if I could take you home, but I know they'd say it's for the best. So I'll live the life the way you taught me and make it on my own. I'll close the door but I will open my heart and everyone will know exactly who you are. And I love that because the people that we know that we've lost are still living inside of us. They did shape us to be the person that we are today. So when we open our heart and we keep those memories alive, they can see who they were through us. Isn't it funny how a song or a memory just strikes a chord at just the right moment, right when we need it, and we receive a sign at certain times. I believe in those signs. I believe in coincidences, God winks, whatever you want to call it. I believe that when I see a cardinal, that it's a visitor from heaven. I see so many now that we're out in the country, and I like to think that my dad really loves where we are too. I believe that when my girls mention his name or someone asks me about him, that he's letting me know he's still there in some way. I heard something not too long ago that really made me stop and think. I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about how often we see our loved ones. You know, maybe you see them every day. And if you do know that you are very lucky because some of us maybe only see our family at holidays or you see them 
two or three times a year. So let's say you see them for holidays and birthdays, let's say four times a year. Now, let's say your parents, your grandparents or your friends are getting older and maybe they have five years to live or less, but at five years, four times a year, that's 20 more visits with them when you start to look at it that way. And you may have more than five years, you may have less. But regardless, when you start looking at our interactions with others this way, you see things a little bit differently. Maybe you put down your phone and you look at someone in the eyes when you talk. Maybe you ask your grandmother to bake her favorite recipe with you, or you ask your mom to tell you stories about when you were little. And just maybe you find more ways to be fully present and planted. This year, right before my daughter's birthday, I was letting her listen to her papa's voice memo. And she wanted to tell Papa a story. It's me, Hayden, and Papa. I'm glad to see you. So when I go in heaven, I get to, I'll get to see me again and see how big I am. So, yeah, and I hope you go alive again. So that you can see me. So yeah, and mommy's right behind me, and mommy's right beside me. Mommy's right over me, and rocking And we got a new pet, Lucy, and he died like you. And he's right be with you. So, Pop, are you having fun with Indy? Grief is really just love. It's all the love that you want to give, but can't. Grief is just love with no place to go, but it only exists where love lived first. If you've lost a loved one or you know someone who has lost someone close to them, say their name, ask about them, tell them your favorite memory about them, help them remember And tell them that it's okay not to be okay sometimes. It's okay. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.